Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Don. Thanks for having me on. Anthony Hennon, Center Square, uh, the Center Square, as you know, and really, we wanted to break down some of the latest headlines that you've been writing about. I know that, and I'll lead off with um, the overdose story, these overdose prevention programs launched to limit the deaths. Uh, we've we've had a lot of this in the news, whether it's Kensington, whether it's um, across Pennsylvania. We certainly have been hard hit in Delaware County, um, specifically with the opioid uh, opioid epidemic anthony take us through as you talk about some of the overdose prevention programs yeah so i think it's also relevant that um this month is also uh, national recovery month so we've seen more efforts from uh, state leaders from federal leaders trying to draw the public's attention on what's happening and how we can help people who are suffering from a substance use disorder um, so we're looking at uh, this month, uh, Pennsylvania launched a, an overdose prevention program, which essentially is kind of a culmination of what we've seen on the local county state level in recent years. Um, so it's kind of picture this as a new initiative to put together sort of a one stop shop for information and training for people involved in this, whether they're healthcare providers, whether they're uh, you know, police officers, someone working within criminal justice. Um, but essentially, it's trying to focus on providing uh, naloxone, which is an overdose uh, reversal drug, as well as harm reduction supplies um, like fentanyl and xylazine test strips to people um, interacting with anyone suffering from um, addiction and trying to help get them into treatment. Um, as we've seen over recent years, I mean, Pennsylvania has had more than 5,000 um, Pennsylvanians dying from drug overdoses, um, I mean, fairly consistently at this yeah. point. Um, so this is kind of an effort of what the Department of Drugs and Alcohol programs has been working on, as well as other um, state agencies, of trying to improve collaboration across agencies, trying to figure out, oh, this has worked well on one level. We need to kind of extend this statewide, um, basically trying to pull people together to see what's been working and how we can actually reduce um, these, this scourge of drug deaths um, across the Commonwealth. Yeah, it, it's just, uh, it, it's unbelievable. It's it's just so important as, as you talk about this. Take us through um, the the story that you have, Anthony Hennon, of these center squares. You report on all of these issues happening. There is a push for some counties to shoulder, or excuse me, the fact of the matter is that some counties shoulder a higher tax burden. 
and take me through your coverage of that issue of who gets taxed, who gets the money. Take us through it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things I get uh, letters from the public the most about are high property taxes. Um, and this was a report coming from the Independent Fiscal Office recently, essentially looking at the county level um, property tax burdens. Um, and if you're living in the northeastern part of the state, uh, I don't need to be the one to tell you that you're the one getting hit with the highest property tax burdens. Um, Monroe County is the top. Um, they have a, a, a property tax burden of 4.73% um, compared to the uh, statewide average of 2.57%, um, so fairly significant. Um, and this makes sense when you look at nationally, New Jersey has the highest property tax rates. Mm -hmm. um, of any state. And so when you're looking at, if you're living in a Pennsylvania County that borders on New Jersey, um, you're basically getting hit by these higher rates as well. Uh, and it, it's also, you know, when you're looking at um, tourist destinations like the Pocono, Pocono mountains, uh, you're getting also higher tax burden there. Uh, but th this also comes from, there's a basic trade-off across the Commonwealth when we're talking about taxes. Um, if you're in a county where you don't necessarily have uh, high uh, income levels, you're generally going to be more reliant on property taxes. If you're in a place that has a higher income level, that can help uh, lower the property tax rate. Uh, basically, this is just um, the math of county governments trying to figure out how do you fund these services we provide? How do you keep, you know, just keep everything running? Uh, if you have if you have higher incomes, you're generally going to be lower property taxes. But in uh, some rural areas or some uh, rural areas that have aging populations, uh, more and more you see a greater burden on property taxes and property owners as a result to fund local county government. Yeah, but you as you write as you write about this, as you talk about uh, the top ten highest property tax burdens were in eastern Pennsylvania. And you mentioned um, Monroe, Pike, Wayne, Northampton counties bordering one another. You go through it, but Philadelphia stands out. Take us through that. Yeah. Yeah. So the IFO, IFO pointed out that Philadelphia has the third lowest property tax burden in the state. Um, and that's because uh, the county reported the highest level of personal income while also having a relatively low reliance on school property taxes compared to other counties. Um, so that, you know, this is kind of some of these aberrations that come from a city, county, uh, government combination, um, but also just, you know, the, just the large economic, um, productivity of Philadelphia also drives some of that. Uh, and also when we're talking nationally, this is not that, um, that different, um, local tax collections, um, across the nation, about 72% of that comes from property taxes, um, simply because, you know, it's, it's, if you're earning a high income, it's relatively easy to move from New York to a place like Florida, like Tennessee, like Texas that has no um, income tax. But it's much harder if you have you know, a home on five acres of land. You can't move that. It's, a, it's, it's predictable. It's steady income um, to the uh, county government to keep funding its services. Yeah, I hear you. Um, take us through some of your other, <clears throat> your other stories as, for example... You talk about one of your headlines in the centersquare.com that gas production is plateauing in Frackalakia, which is really funny. Frackalakia. Yeah. So, uh, th this was, this was a, uh, a report, uh, coming out of the Ohio River Valley Institute, which has generally been fairly, uh, 
uh, shall we say, skeptical of um, natural gas production in uh, basically in the entire region. Um, so they, they've been fairly critical. This was an update of a study they put out a few years ago, essentially looking at gas production in um, western Pennsylvania, as well as more um, north central Pennsylvania and other parts of Ohio and West Virginia, um, where much of this natural gas production comes from. They're essentially warning that when you're looking at how economic growth has affected these counties where we see a lot of natural gas production, they're arguing that uh, you know when you're looking at jobs or population or income, you're not really seeing a big boost um, from the, the shale gas production. Um, we're still seeing a significant decline in population. Um, income is not necessarily going up. And when you're looking at the future, they're expecting um, natural gas development to actually plateau, um, which is their sort of warning that instead of expecting more natural gas to be coming or as a way to revitalize these areas, you need to start looking at other places if you're you know, a local leader, a county leader in those areas. Um, so not surprisingly, for a group that is much more critical of um, natural gas production and fossil fuels, they're arguing to uh, increase severance taxes and property taxes to keep that um, wealth more local, as well as trying to issue grants to develop more um, local resources, um, improving energy efficiency, supporting um, clean energy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But this is a, a huge loss of jobs, right? In because fracking has become this, you know, dirty word, if you will. And, and so when you think about natural gas and the importance of it, at the same point, it's, it means jobs and job losses, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the best way to look at this, and this is partially coming from my experience of growing up in Southeast Ohio, sort of on the edge mm-hmm. of where a lot of this fracking um, boom was happening, um, you know, these are areas where even without this, I, I, I don't think you, you can't tie natural gas to slow job growth or population loss. These were things that were happening despite this boom. Um, it's, it's an area where you, you already have low population, um, an aging population. Um, I, I think, you know, it, there's a, there, there's a fair argument to be made whether or not this is really boosting these areas more than some other types of industries. Um, but these are also areas where just by fact that it's easier to develop um, natural resources as a result of lower populations, um, you know, th- these were not areas that were booming anyway. This is not suburban Philadelphia. This is not suburban Pittsburgh. Um, and I think also uh, when you talk with people within the natural gas industry, they argue that uh, this is really this is looking at all the costs, none of the benefits. This is unfairly maligning the natural gas industry. Um, I, I think there's also an interesting uh, comparison here between the uh, Appalachian Basin and the Permian Basin of natural gas, which is down more um, Texas, Louisiana. Uh, th- there's being a divide here where in the Permian Basin, you're seeing more growth, more rigs going up or production going up, mm-hmm. as well as more pipelines. Whereas in Pennsylvania, um, getting pipelines approved is much slower. Getting permits has been much slower. Um, so I, I don't think it's an apples and oranges comparison here, but I think it is an interesting argument of, you know, without natural gas, what are these counties doing? Um, and also, I think it's just it's simply a fair thing to point out that uh, when we're looking at impact fees of uh, you know, essentially Pennsylvania's version of the severance tax going to these counties, um, you know, that, th- that's slowing down. Those revenues peaked um, last year, but they're expected to decline over the next few years. Um, so if you're a 
county leader in these areas. Uh, you know, you can't expect tax revenue to keep coming up. You kind of need to look elsewhere of how are we going to make this place a, a good, um, strong center of living? How do we attract people here? Um, you can't just rely on natural gas um, impact fee revenues coming to fund a lot of these local services. Another story I want to touch on is the, the article that you wrote, Anthony Hannon, in the centersquare.com higher ed system, hoping for a boost from these certificate programs. So attracting students and the general public, Pennsylvania's higher education system, you write, is going to partner with Google to offer these certificate programs uh, that demonstrate their skills to potential employers. Can you tell us about these certificate programs, how it works? Yeah, so this is basically part of a strategy that we've seen in recent years from the Pennsylvania State System of Higher Education, where as we've seen a significant drop in enrollment compared to a decade ago, um, and that has come at a time where we've seen more and more of a, uh, a budget crunch for the, a lot of these schools. Uh, we see high tuition costs for students. Um, so they're essentially, and at this time as well, nationally, we're seeing a decline in the traditional college-age student population. Mm-hmm. Um, so Patsy here is sort of trying to look down the road and what to expect. And as they see fewer traditional college-age students, they're trying not only to keep the ones in uh, ones from Pennsylvania in college in Pennsylvania, but they're also trying to expand to you know some some older Pennsylvanians, maybe in their mid twenties or late twenties, early thirties, who are thinking you know I need to pivot in my career. Um, so one way that we've seen a number of places in and out of Pennsylvania look is to these certificate programs. Um, essentially, it, it's sort of a middle ground between education and career training, where you can go, you can enroll in these programs um, that can range from uh, three to six months, and they're focused on things like cybersecurity, data analytics, marketing, IT support, um, project management, among others. Um, basically, getting you some experience, getting you some training, and giving you a certificate um, that signals to employers like you know you have some experience and training here where you can get your foot in the door and get a better job. Um, so this, this is a partnership with Google and Patsy, which we've seen um, other university systems have done this with Google or other, um, other groups, but basically trying to find a way of how do we get our students, how do we get um, Pennsylvanians in general more career ready, more focused on getting a good job, a good career after they get some education or some training. And so it's, in essence, it's not a college degree, but it's a certificate program that that's designed to to what that you wouldn't have to complete the college. Um, so it's in the place of college. It's just a certificate program, or is it meant yeah. to complement um, maybe whether you took a year off or you're thinking maybe someday I'll go back. Yeah, so there, there's basically two tracks. One of the, one of this is as sort of a uh, a standalone accelerated program that's not a college degree, uh, but another is you know while students are earning a degree at one of these universities, they can also get these cert- these uh, certifications showing that you know they they have some experience, they have some grasp of a very um, in demand area um, of the economy. Um, so I, I think that that's sort of Patsy's. Uh, angle here, too, is that not only can they boost current students, traditional students doing a four-year program, but they can also pull in more Pennsylvanians who maybe don't have time to do a, do a full-fledged degree program of two or four years, but they can take six months or they can take a year 
to re- kind of retool themselves and get a better job. So and that that also obviously helps Patsy's bottom line of, you know, it helps them sure up some of their finances and really um, grow or pivot as a university system. And the cost of these are free, these courses? Uh, I don't believe they're free. I don't have the numbers um, in front of me, um, okay. but they are significantly, uh, significantly more affordable than you, you know doing a full four-year program. Because I I'm looking it up. I think maybe if you're if you're a if you're a student in the state system, I think some people actually could qualify to get it for free, which is amazing. Um, but I'm I'm so would you go in person? That's what I'm wondering here. If they're offering these, would you, because it's uh, Slippery Rock Commonwealth, East Stroudsburg, Indiana, Kutztown, Penn West, Millersville, and Shippensburg universities. So those are the mm-hmm. eight participating universities. But it, I almost get the sense because Google is involved because they have all the those different programs where you can get a certificate by Zoom. So I wonder if you have to be in person. I just find I find that I find this one fascinating, and also how would different teachers' unions feel about it, or even the unions representing professors? I'm just you know thinking about that in real time, thinking, hmm, I wonder who likes it, but who might have a an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when we're looking at some of these programs as they played out in other states. Um, you know, it's it's kind of mixed on the evidence of how strong um, these mm-hmm. uh, certifications can be. Um, I, it really depends on yeah. what the program is, what your local job market looks like. Um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say these are not, you know, just the solution or the yeah. silver bullet. Um, a lot of these can have higher attrition rates. You know, it's one of those things, just like with any other college program, you need to do your research yeah. and you need to have a solid goal of what you want to do with it. Um, otherwise, you know, it could just be wasting six months rather than really <laughs> doing something rigorous to really set you up six months down the road. Yeah, it, it's well put. Well, it's a great that's a great story and a great option for people who maybe want something like that. It sounds like they're working with about 150 companies. And so maybe it's a pathway by which, you know, it helps if these companies are looking to hire because we do hear in certain sectors that companies are having a hard time finding qualified individuals. So that's mm-hmm. that's a great program. I love it. Anthony Hannon, The Center Square, thank you so much for enlightening us with just some of the uh, latest issues you're writing about. Thanks, Anthony. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 